Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome along to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Wickham Wanderer Show. If you're listening last year, you'll know that um, I was counting them for the first sort of five or six, then kind of gave up and then reintroduced the counting uh, a bit later on in the series. Myself and Bob back with you. Uh, great to have uh, uh, Bob along again for another season. It's not as if we've, we've completed another signing, but it's not really. <laughs> yes, although I understand that uh, Lionel Messi was, was seen in the Eden Centre today, so <laughs> make of that what you will. <laughs> yes, or at least someone who looked very much like him. Uh, coming yeah. up in the uh, the next hour, we'll be hearing from uh, Chairman Rob Kuwick, Director Missy Kuwick, Manager Gareth Ainsworth. We'll hear from new signing Sam Vokes, uh, also uh, volunteer Lisa Bowker, and uh, Ken Wilson, who is an ex-player who organised the golf event which kicked off the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Player Association social events, uh, the first since the pandemic. Since we were last with you, of course, there have been comings and goings in terms of players at Adams Park. Uh, one of the key ones, of course, Adebayo Akinfenwa signing his new contract, which was announced on Sky Sports News. There won't be another one after this, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm 40 at the end of the season, this will be my last dance. <laughs> but yeah, there is a few things. There is the wrestling, and there's a documentary in which we're sitting down talking to, and then there's sitting down with a couple of producers in LA. So there's a few things, and the punditries. But at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm a footballer, and I'm less of the running, but I try to score as many goals as I can. And comedian Jack Whitehall gave his backing to the club as well. I think it's because it's so simple. You literally grow too much at certain times of year and you never know what to do with it. And this has given people that avenue to take your excess to provide to somebody who values it just as much as you do, but is in worse circumstances than you. And it's that simplicity that makes it work. And it's so rewarding for the growers as well to have some outlet for their passion, which is growing vegetables. Always been a working at the training fan. What a club. Boasts not only the strongest man in football, aka the beast, aka Akin Fenwa, but also your manager has without doubt the most exceptional barnets in world football. What shampoo is he using? Such volume. Anyway, go out there, make that handsome manager of yours proud. Good luck, boys. There we go. <laughs> Was that Jack Whitehall's mum? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that wasn't supposed to happen. That that won't be in the <laughs> that won't be in the podcast version. Hopefully, uh, it's nice to know that it's live and going out live. Absolutely, it all went so well yes. to that point, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was going really well. Less uh, than five uh, minutes in, a fantastic first uh, two and a half minutes of the <laughs> Wicked Wonderer Show season two. <laughs> That'll be in the highlights at the end of the season. Um, it, it will, yes, yes, we touched yeah, briefly. Already, already making a note now <laughs> for for highlights at the end of the season. Move on, move on. Uh, there's <laughs> there's no need. Start a new page. Uh, no, it's good. I quite enjoyed that bit. That, that's something I'll, I'll look back on. That will haunt me. Um, <laughs> no, but we, we spoke briefly in the introduction, obviously, about you know what's gone on over the summer and and some new arrivals. Obviously, a, a handful of departures, but some new arrivals as well, which is is quite exciting going forward. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, and I think you've, you've probably mentioned one of the most important ones already, uh, which is Bayo. Uh, clearly not a new arrival, but the fact that actually that he has signed for, for uh, another season. The last dance, as he calls it. Uh, I don't think you'd hear many footballers uh, then say, oh, I've been speaking to a few producers in Hollywood. Uh, that's not something that footballers normally say, is it? Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a very, very important signing just from that sort of morale point of view. You know, we, we saw last season actually that Bayo brings just as much off the pitch as he does on the pitch um, and I think we're really really going to need it this season for that promotion push so I think it was wonderful that actually yeah we've managed to sign him for another season uh, you know it'd be wonderful if he could actually get on the pitch and score some goals as well um, but I think what he probably does on the training ground uh, and also in the dugout is just as important to Gareth and, and the chair boys. And at the uh, pre-season friendly of Leicester last week the, the revealing of Sam Vokes is, is a real a real great signing I think. I mean, that really is a bit of a statement of intent, isn't it? I, I think I probably wasn't the only one that was like, really? Really? We signed Sam Vokes? 64 caps for Wales? You know, got promoted to the Premier League three times? Um, yeah, you know, absolutely brilliant signing. Um, and for all of those who were possibly thinking, well, hang on, where are the goals going to come from? You know, so straight away, hopefully, that, that has answered that. Um, and it will be absolutely brilliant if he could hit the ground running and, you know, and, and get a couple uh, on Saturday against Accrington uh, just just to sort of calm the nerves as it were and it really looks like Sully Kai Kai could be uh, an exciting option as well in terms of attacking 
he just sounds fantastic, doesn't he? Really, really excited to, to see him, to see how he fits in with the team. Um, you know, it, it, uh, again, it sounds like actually we are going to have a, a very exciting and unsurprisingly with the Gareth Ainsworth team, uh, a very, very attacking lineup. Um, and hey, you know, that, that's what we love. Uh, as Pete Kuhick has previously said, you know, if you want to watch teams pass it around, well, you know, well, don't come to Adams Park. If you want to see a lot of goals, uh, then, then, you know, we're, we're the place to be. No, definitely. I think there's been a total of nine uh, altogether new signings uh, in the close season, which is, is pretty good business, and, and there, there could be more to come as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you've probably already mentioned the, the two that we will definitely see um, in the first team a lot, so Sam Vokes um, and Sully Kai Kai. Um, the others, um, quite a lot of, of them um, being talked about in terms of the development squad, um, but, you know, at the same time, goodness me, Anis Bermesi last year, you know, very much was signed as being a B-team player, and, and look, you know, look how well he did. Absolutely. There's always someone, isn't there, sort of a breakout player, if you like. It might be someone who's coming coming in on loan as well. He'll be really exciting and getting the fans going. Yeah, indeed. Um, you know, we've signed a couple of goalkeepers, which I think that, that's probably quite important as well. Uh, you know, we do need a, a, a little bit of backup there. Um, we've signed the fantastically named Max Ram, uh, which is just a brilliant name for a defender. Um, he's come in from Nottingham Forest. Um, uh, we have again the wonderfully named uh, T.J. Jabbar, who is a forward um, who has played international football with Gibraltar. Uh, be interesting to see what, what he does, because clearly Gibraltar are one of those sides that they don't Scored very many goals uh, internationally, but he has also played for Lincoln Red Imps, who are the leading side in Gibraltar um, and quite often are in the Champions League qualifying stages. Uh, so it'd be good to see what he can do. No, definitely. Really exciting prospect uh, for the start of the season, which obviously kicks off on Saturday. And as part of that, there was, there was an official EFL launch event, all 71 clubs, on Tuesday. And uh, I was lucky enough to get down to Adams Park to uh, see the Wickham Wanderers version, where they also took the opportunity to present uh, some volunteers who throughout the summer have been uh, sprucing up Adams Park and the training ground with some training shirts. We'll hear from one of those volunteers as well. Uh, but first, caught up with Chairman Rob Kuig, who uh, is, is over and uh, especially excited at the prospect to fans coming back. I got to tell you, we're, we're here at a thing for our volunteers, and they have done a special job. They really have. The place looks magnificent. It must really sort of hearten you as well that you know, here are these people giving up their time and uh, just for the, for the love of the club. I was I was telling them in the states you wouldn't have this. I mean, I'm, some amateur clubs obviously, or a lot a lot of amateur clubs, but for a professional club at this level to have this depth of fan involvement doesn't exist. Uh, and so it is heartwarming, and, and that's why we wanted to do something for them, kind of give back to them. You look at this field we were just talking about. It is special looking. I don't think you'll find a better looking field in the Premier League tonight. Uh, if you go out to our training grounds, you, you saw this little ceremony for the water boys. You know what they do? They come out at night. And they literally water the field with the hoses and move them around. And uh, my, my nephew Pete got him to do it and under the condition. It'd be a couple of days, 10 days maybe. They've been out there for weeks. And apparently uh, he's trying to sign them up for the five-year program. So it's great. And it's so important for supporters to know about that as well because they come to the, the games or, or just you know read the match reports even and not know that sort of behind-the-scenes work right. goes on. And, the, and, and look, it's not just the volunteers, the other folks. And, and one of the things reasons Missy came over this time is she wanted to spend some time with them thanking our actually our paid staff. It's like anybody else. You can do your job one of two ways. You can be paid and just go through the motions, or you can be paid and really give of, of yourself, and that's what the, our guys are doing. That's why I think we're really in line for a very special season. And I think as well, supporters who obviously weren't able to come last season will be so impressed to see, you know, we, on Wednesday night we saw this, this big screen for the first time, which is which is quite something. Uh, hopefully you'll be showing films during the week, perhaps, or something. <laughs> <laughs> but but is, and that's so clear in that they're doing the just small things, like, you know, around the board, around the pitch advertising and the, the Wi-Fi, and even the, even the, the PA system sounds so much better. Well, it is. It's, it's, it, got to be careful asking me about it because I will brag, but it is the finest audio system in a stadium now in the UK. We have the best Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know if we have it yet. They're still working on it, but they're close. 
a, a brand new safety system that's redundant in multiple ways. The, you look at those LED boards that go around. The only other club in the UK that has something similar is Manchester City that just put theirs in. So we are cutting edge. My goal is to have us be the most technologically advanced stadium in the UK. That's fantastic for, for fans to hear that as well. Just yeah, to know you, you've it's got what that I want. Ambition. Yeah, you got to have a goal, and that's ours. And on the pitch, we, we're going to get back to the championship. And when it's all over, it's funny. We were talking about one of the differences between the English Football League and American baseball or football, base, basketball, and I've, I've participated in there as an owner. There, if you have a club and you're an owner, it's all about you as the owner. You know, you look at me, I own this, and all in Zephyrs. But here, you quickly recognize you're a caretaker. Your only job is to make sure that you deliver this club when you leave in a better condition than you found it. And when you know that, it makes life easy. And something that comes across so well as well is, is, the, is the fact that you're looking to enhance the, the match day experience for, for the supporter. I love events. Remember, I'm not a huge soccer fan to begin with. I have learned to be. I now know all the positions. I had to go through the discussion last night. I said, I've been through all this, and we keep talking about a number 10. He should be up here. And they said, no, 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 he plays back here. But I read uh, Inventing the Pyramid. And so when you go through all of that, the number 10 used to be where I said he was. Now we've moved it back. But, yeah, it's fun. And I love the event, though. I love the fireworks. I love the bands. I love the, the, the families coming out with their kids and having a good time. To me, that's what my job's all about, putting on an event that you will remember five years from now. And hopefully you'll remember the score because we win. But regardless of the score, you'll remember you rem that great time we all had when we went out to Adams Park. And there does seem to be uh, there's something special about this club, and I'm sure other clubs say it as well, but a real sense of community, and that's what you get, you know, what fans have missed from coming to a match day. Yeah, and, and you know, sitting next to your buddy who you've gone to a game with for 10 years, and you tell the same corny jokes, and you buy this, you know, you, 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 who's driving, who's not, all that, complain about the drive-in. You know, Kuig said that the drive-in would be easier. It's not. You know, there's a lot of things you can do that are fun. I guess logistically, it must be must be such a challenge for you, as you say. There's there's things to overcome. For example, that I know that the parking's been an issue, and that's that's been changed, and people's food sort of requirements, if you like, as well. Right. Well, it, you know, I grew up in an environment where if you got a cold burger, you were pretty happy, uh, and now you have Will uh, with his fantastic food selections. Our fetch system is going to knock people out because can you imagine not standing in a queue just to order a, a burger? Uh, you know, you'll be able to order in advance. You go down, you pick up your bag, and off you go. What are you going to do with the other 12 minutes of the halftime? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to watch the event we're putting on at halftime. No, it really does sound a fantastic experience and, and great that, as you say, you've introduced it to be cashless, which, which people don't like change initially, but I'm sure it'll soon come a time it's, where... It's funny, we had, because I think you all know this now, I listen to the fans, I don't mind talking to them. We had a lady who said, I don't want to use a cashless system. I said, let me ask you a question. Do you have a credit card in your wallet? Yes. Do you use it? Yes. Okay. How about you use it here? It's pretty simple. We went down on High Street uh, the other day, having gotten a couple of complaints, and I was struck by how few people will accept cash on High Street. You know, even the vendors. Uh, so it is the way of the world. I think that's what fans really appreciate as well, that you kind of get the club, if you like, and can interact with supporters and kind of achieve what they're looking for, really. <laughs> I, that's how I have a good time. It really is. It's what it's about for me. I'm, I'm at a point in my life where... I want to do things that are fun, that are important to others, and that we can look around and say, hey, we made a little difference. And it really feels as well great that the, the fans are coming back after the last, obviously just the whole last season, also for, for the, the players to be able to experience the, the crowd, but also obviously uh, financial, for the financial side of the club as I'm well. I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for the managers. I'm happy for the fans. The fans are coming back. I'm happy for Rob, too. <laughs> <laughs> because as much, I love having the fans here. But economically, it's tough to do it if you don't have income. I don't know of any business that survives long term without its principal source of income. 
So what's your overall feeling about the coming season? Obviously, I guess it's one of, uh, of excitement of getting back in the championship. Yeah, we, were gonna, we are going to go back. That's the goal. That's what everything is predicated upon. It's, it's interesting, perhaps, for your listeners, but when Gareth and I sat down at the end of last season, and look, I was disappointed by the Derby thing. I am convinced that we were not treated fairly, but that is what it is. It's sort of like that. If, if you guys watch the game against Derby, we actually should have had a tie or a draw in that game. But they called back uh, Horgan's score on a saying he was off, or there was an offsides and he was not. But all that's part of sport. Darby will ultimately be found guilty of various things that would have allowed us to stay up. But that's in the past. So when we sat down with, with Gareth, I, I made this commitment to him. We may not be in the championship, but we're going to be a championship club. Everything we do out here in this venue is going to be at a championship level. Everything we do at our training grounds will be. Uh, we're going to make sure everything for our fans is at that level. Your players will be treated that way. And he said in return, you do that, and I'm going to give you a championship club. It's a pretty good relationship, and so I'm excited by it. And he's really pleased, obviously, to be able to bring in sort of the caliber of players that he wants, especially when Sam Vokes was revealed well, on Wednesday. No, no, I'll tell you a funny story. We're walking over here, and I'm excited by it. And some guy came up to us on the street and said to me, oh, Rob, are you going to have an announcement soon about a new draw? And I said, yeah, you're going to be very pleased with it, Sam Vokes. And Missy said, no, 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 you can't tell anybody, she said to him. The one thing we're not supposed to do is tell anybody yet. So, yeah, it's he's good. Uh, Sully Kaikai is going to be phenomenal. Josh Gowan is going to be, I mean, look, think about this lineup we're going to put. What people have a tendency to forget is over the last 10 games of the season in the championship, we were tied sixth. Over the last half of the season, we were in the top half. The only reason we finished in the bottom three is we had a disastrous first seven games. Now, that's sport. We're responsible for those first seven games. I say it only because look at who's gone and who we've replaced it with. I love Fred. I loved Addy and, and Uchi. But we're not going to be hurting because they're gone with, because of who we've substituted. And what's your final kind of message to supporters as, as you kind of um, start this new campaign on, on Saturday, Wednesday, with, with fans back at the ground? Come on out. Enjoy it. See the differences that you have helped to make uh, with this club on and off the pitch. You will have an experience that you will always remember fondly. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. To ask about the um, the training, the training facility. Obviously, a lot of people said that's that's improved massively as well. It has, and that gets into what we talked about, Gareth and I. I want. It's funny getting transfers to come to you, getting young guys to sign on our development team. They they are approached by other teams, obviously, and so what we wanted to do was to make the player's office, because that's what the training ground is, someplace they could be proud of that they would want to go to. So, and Neil Peters did a lot of work on this, our chief of, of operations. He came in, and we came up with a plan so that from the time you drive into the training ground, instead of it used to be an open gate that some guy would do at 6 o'clock in the morning, and there was the field, now you come in... And there are the welcome to to Wickham Wanderers, Marlowe Road facility or whatever. And it looks first class. You get down, you got to have your bob to get in, or you can't get in because of the thing. We actually have a parking lot for the players and staff and visitors. Before, they parked on the grass that was out there. Uh, you go into the facility, uh, and, and Pete created a brand-new uh, changing room for the players, for the first team, uh, with showers and all of that. So it's a pretty significant addition. Uh, we, we wanted to clean out the place and make sure that we could have more room for our medical facility. We doubled the size of our medical facility. In order to do that, we had to do a new kit room and a new boot room. So we bought two, and we put them on and added it. And then upstairs with the with the coaches, we used to have all the coaches in one room, plus Gareth had one. We now have five uh, offices. We um, 
trying to think of the other stuff. We we redid the uh, developmental players' uh, showers and locker rooms. Um, we we are bringing in a new media room. You guys will be happy because uh, if you remember, you had to go upstairs, and it it, uh, it was, will be a building dedicated to it on right next to connects to the to the main facility. Uh, so you'll be able to sit there and do the interviews, and you'll be able to see the players off in the distance. We'll be able to bring them to you easier. So yeah, it's a it's a first class facility, and we know that because one of the guys that we signed told us that one of the reasons he signed was when he drove up there. He said, "I never expected this at Wickham. It's so much better than I thought." So it worked. Yeah, it did. Um, the last thing I was going to ask, when I came, the first time I came here by as a media, I spoke to Matt, and it was all the five-year plan. It's sort of, that's sort of obviously time to come now. Is there another like, five-year plan, or is it season I'm, by season? I'm not a five-year plan guy. I'm 72 years <laughs> old. A five-year plan <laughs> may not involve me. But no, um, I'm... I like to plan two to three years. I know what I can do this year. We're probably within 30 days of being able to predict within 3% our revenue for the year, our expenses for the year. And so we'll begin moving on to next year. I know what we want to do for next year already. We're, we're deep in the negotiations on finalizing the, the uh, build-out of our new training ground. And I know that sounds silly to people. Why would you go build a new training ground when you just worked on this one? It's because the next one's going to be truly spectacular, and it will be a showpiece. The other one we will be able to continue to use should we choose to. So that's part of it. If you look at what's going on with our developmental squad, that's the real strength of this place. We're going to start some guys, probably four guys who are in their late 20s, early 30s, and one guy who's approximately 40. But that's only about 25% of that starting unit and none of the follow-up units. So of the 25 people, that's a little wet. What we have is a lot of young guys coming up. And he's a kid from High Wickham on this club who is going to contend for playing time. So in my two-year, three-year plan, those fellows will have a have a great role. We will be self-sustaining financially, and we'll be competing in the championship. After that, Pete and I have talked about whether you go for it or not. Knowing us, we probably will. It's fantastic to hear uh, Rob speaking, isn't it, so passionately about you know his plans for for fans. Yeah, re- really, really good. You know, we are in very, very safe hands. Um, I, I, I've noticed on social media since the Leicester game um, that there have been a few fans, and only a few fans, to be fair, uh, have been complaining about the price of burgers. And it very much occurs to me, if all we've got to complain about at the moment is the price of burgers, then... then <laughs> Can't be doing too much wrong. Exactly that. You know, and, and I, you know, I'd slightly say it flippantly, but actually I, I mean it quite seriously, that, you know, goodness me, we're so lucky with the owners that we've got, because if that's the only thing that we got to moan about at the moment then yeah we're, we're definitely you know we're, we're on the right track unless there's a player called burger and we've paid an over over, over exorbitant price for him that's that's you never know <laughs> I, I wondered if that was what was going on in the background that we could hear that, that sort of like some some negotiations to, to bring burger to, to, to adam's park <laughs> uh, we'll hear from missy q in a couple of moments time but uh, luke joins us for some uh, uh, poll news i have poll news uh, we are once again running the the very famous of last season uh, where do you think wickham wanderers will end at the end of this season uh, let's not talk about last seasons but your options are uh, promotion playoffs 7th to 14th place 15th to 20th place or the relegation zone um, I'll be taking your both your thoughts later on uh, but at the moment uh, promotion playoffs are winning by 70, 76% of the vote uh, you have 18 minutes left to have your say fantastic you know on those political programs where someone comes on and does a stats yeah stuff, I'm Jeremy Vine on a green screen basically <laughs> 
Uh, more from uh, our uh, fan launch at Adams Park on Tuesday. I'm fantastic to get the opportunity to speak to Missy Kiwi, who's over for the first time. Uh, you may know her as a director of, uh, of the club as well, of course, and uh, been instrumental in bringing in some merchandising. Uh, can be often found in the shop, especially on Saturday, and got a great opportunity to, to speak with her as well about, uh, well, what's to come. So looking forward to it. I think it'll be an absolute celebration on Saturday. And a real great chance for them to see, you know, having been away for so long, the improvements that have been made to the ground. So many different things. Um, the pitch is amazing looking, just number one. But then I think um, one of our favorite new items is the new scoreboard that is just huge. I can even read it without my glasses. So a plus there. And I love the um, the boards that go around the side of the stadium. I like, I must admit, I watch them sometimes when I'm supposed to be doing other things. But, <laughs> but it just everything from, you know, we've changed out um, the cash, the register systems in the shop to try and improve the queues. We've changed out the um, process in the kiosk to go cashless and with the fetch system. So again, we don't have queues waiting for food. The village is bigger and um, I, th- I just think everyone's going to be thrilled Saturday when they come and see all of the changes for themselves. Not to mention this room, the Woodlands, is spectacular. It just looks so smart and fresh, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first time I've been in here, so yeah, it looks, looks really good, but I didn't see it before. So. You've done a lot of work behind the scenes as well with the merchandise and, and, mm-hmm. and what's available for fans. Absolutely. So I don't know if everyone will remember, but I know some people will. Um, back in 2019, when I first came on the scene here, um, I had a lot of people telling me a lot of things that they wanted to see in the shop, and I was absolutely asking for everyone's feedback. You know, I didn't know what fans would want to purchase and so people gave me their wish list and it was things like beach towels and baby bibs and dishes and dog leads and um, every one of those is in the shop today. Of course I have since gotten more lists from people so you know but there's always tomorrow so we can always improve. So what sort of feedback have you had from supporters about what's available for them to, to get? Oh I think they're very thrilled. I think they're very happy. I've, I've been in the shop yesterday and today um, running the register helping people with things getting feedback and so far we're a hit so <laughs> I know there will always be new things that people hope you can get this as well or that as well and the beautiful thing about it is we can keep changing up the merchandise and keep it rotating so that we are always bringing something fresh and something new and so. the, the new away kits have been especially popular the gold absolutely and, and also the goalkeeper strips as well the Mardi Gras theme continues absolutely. and the pink goalkeeper's kits as well have been um, flying off the shelves which I wouldn't have seen that one coming but <laughs> but it's very popular the, the black and gold training top I believe has been our most popular item this week so with, the, with the map with the map keeping with the location and everything for fans right Right, that one's been very popular this week. Because something else, obviously, that you and Rob are really keen to enhance really is the sort of the fan experience on a match day as well. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. Um, I, I was just telling someone that you know, yes, I'll be in the shop this Saturday, but I also want to have time to go out and meet the fans and talk in the village and make sure that. You know, I want to be part of the experience with you so that I know what you're experiencing because that's the only way I can make it better is if I see what you're seeing. So um, I'll be kind of floating between being a fan and being in the shop on Saturday. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now, I must admit, not a beer drinker, so I won't be having a pint in, in the village. I know everyone's excited about the rebellion. I won't be having it, but we do have wine now, so I'll be okay. <laughs> and it's a real part of the atmosphere, isn't it? You're coming up to the ground, you can smell the, the burgers, you're meeting with your friends. As you say, you go to the village, there's live music, there's, there's beer, and, and it really is kind of part of the match day experience. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun back in 2019 being part of that out at the village every time that we were here. Um, sorry to have missed it throughout 2020, but we all knew what was going on and that had to happen. But we're back and excited to be back. So, Did it feel like you were quite close despite being far away? Well, we were involved every day. So while we were not physically here, you know, thanks to the magic of Zoom, <laughs> we were here literally every day throughout the entire year and throughout the entire lockdown, um, meeting with different people, whether it was, you know, it, it's not it's not a one-day event to get a new scoreboard up or a new pitch done, and we have lots of great help here, and of course, Pete was amazing being here throughout. Um, 
but every day we were either on the phone or on email for different items, trying to make sure everything ran smoothly. You know, at the time we had very little web um, presence when we came on in 2019. Now, as everyone knows, I believe we have a full web shop. And so we actually physically had the merchandise moved from the shop here into a fulfillment center there so that things could be shipped out every day so people weren't waiting when they wanted a new football kit or wanted, you know, an, a coffee mug or whatever the item was. So, so, so coming back here now, obviously, after the years sort of working but not being here, does it sort of bring it all to you, what, you know, the last year's hard work? It does. Um, it's been great to see. It has. Um, you know, a lot of the things that I had ideas for and ordered, I've not seen physically yeah. until walking in this week. So... It's been a lot of fun playing with all the new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and is there anything new we can look forward to in the coming season? Oh, I'm sure there will be, but you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> and just finally, what will be your message to, to supporters as, as the new season gets underway? Uh, you know, I hope you enjoy it as much as I plan to, because, um, <laughs> you know... I don't know how to word it exactly, but the, the family atmosphere that we have found here in Adams Park is so warm and so welcoming, and we are just thrilled to be part of it, and we're thrilled to welcome you back into your own home and into your own family. So um, we're looking forward to Saturday. It's a real great um, opportunity to to chat to Missy and uh, also to hear that beach towels and dog leads are so popular. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm sure that, um, Colin, you will be going and buying your Wiccan Wanderer's dog lead. I really will Knowing what a big dog fan you are. <laughs> Colin doesn't like dogs. No, especially the big ones. Uh, yeah. But, but no, I'm sure if you're a, a dog lover, then uh, a, a, a Wiccan Wanderer's uh, dog lead is just what your pet would need. I shall be going and I shall be buying four on uh, Saturday, as we have four dogs here. That's really... Can you, can you get... Because anyone else would ask what you wanted with four dog leads. <laughs> Can, it, can you get, is there like a home dog lead and an away dog lead and like the goalkeeper dog leads? Oh, I should think so. Can you imagine the bright pink one or, or the, uh, yeah, or the Mardi really Gras dog lead? Because, you know, because each of our dogs, they, they would like to have their own dog lead. They just don't want general. If you've just tuned in, welcome to the uh, Wiccan Wanderers dog <laughs> section. <laughs> uh, it's oh. a new feature for the for the new season of the show. Yes, first and last, hopefully. Uh, still to come, you'll, we'll hear from uh, Wicked Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth and new signing sound folks. We'll chat to uh, volunteer Lisa Balker as well. And uh, a quick reminder that um, on the podcast version of this show, you'll be able to hear extended interviews with uh, our guests this evening. What about uh, a dog lead training kit? <laughs> Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Second part of Season 2, Episode 1 of the Wickham Wanderer Show. How do you feel it's going so far? I think it's going fantastically well. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> the spontaneous... It's made me laugh a lot, and it's been very informative as well. I think the unplanned bits. Some, some things have happened in this programme which I never imagined would. Which, that, in a way, is a good thing. Uh, indeed, that, that's, that's why we wanted to come back and do Season 2. Absolutely. We, 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 we thought, we, well, <laughs> what can we do differently to last season? And we couldn't think of anything, so we just chucked in some different stuff anyway. Indeed. We, we enjoyed the planned bits, but in a sort of like Badil and Skinner unplanned, um, uh, uh, ask your parents if you're a bit young. Um, <laughs> that's in, that, that was the vibe that we were going for. Absolutely. So as mentioned, we were at a fan event, and uh, a number of volunteers were in attendance who spent the summer and uh, much of the pandemic sprucing up uh, the training ground, with um, cleaning and painting and strimming and, and all sorts, uh, the training ground as they, and Adams Park, and uh, they were presented uh, as a surprise to them, I think, with the um, training tops, with the staff, the staff training tops, with their own initials on, as a thank you uh, from the chairman and from the manager uh, for their contribution. And we caught up with Lisa Bowker, who uh, is one of them, and was uh, rather pleased, and has been volunteering since I think since 2009. Uh, here's how she got involved. They did a, a weekend sort of like clear up before the season starts so come down uh, back then we didn't have strimmers so we were scything the banks with size and shears so you can imagine the whole structure all the way around and um, then Alan and there was another guy called Graham they were down here during the week painting the blue railings I said oh can I come down and help here I am eight years later I'm still here and it's a real sense of community, isn't it, with yourself and the other volunteers as well? Yeah, and we've got such a real special group. And some of them are not here either. Little Johnny Bartley, he's not here today. And then we've got Emily Isaacs, who um, only comes when she's not working, and her brother, who volunteers in the office, and others that come when they can. And so it, we've got such a real special 
we all know what we're doing. We all get on really, really well. As you can see, we're, we're a really close group. And it must be such a special feeling to be here on a match day and see the sort of the fruits of your work, if Absolutely. you like. Absolutely. And the, the way we always look at it as well is that we never take for granted what we're doing. We feel very proud and privileged to be able to do what we're doing because how many other fans around the, the country do what we do? You know, we, we were asked to paint the training rooms at the training ground. We were asked to paint the new training rooms at the training ground. I've been up there strimming today. We're painting all the boxes and the woodlands. How many other fans can say they've done that for their football club? And that's what makes it special because we're obviously highly thought of that they think we're good enough. Because I guess people would say, oh, you should be paid for doing this, but it's not... It's obviously that you, that you kind of love doing it so much. Absolutely love doing it, and it's it's about you know when like with Gareth today and Rob and Missy and, and Matt and everything they've done. We we didn't know this was happening. We knew about these, but we didn't quite know what was going to be happening. And it's it's just nice to be appreciated and the hours that you put in, and because we have done some long hours. Um, I think the day before the players came back, I did sort of like quarter past seven to five o'clock. So you know, just to make sure everything was ready for when the players come back. But we we just do it because we love it and we're just very privileged to be able to do it. And especially during the pandemic as well. Coming over here, Matt joked that you know otherwise it's only sort of daytime TV, otherwise which is which is no other option really. But it must have been so, so nice to be able to have that to focus on. Yeah, um, I must admit that because we had to, uh, between the sort of like December lockdown for the 26th or whatever it was through to when we opened up again in. March, um, I'd emailed Gordon, who was um, stadium manager. I said, "When can we come back? Because we're coming out of lockdown." He said, "Leave it with me." So the following week, we had the email to say we could come back. I was so nervous. I hadn't seen anybody for that time coming here, and not because I was worried about the virus, because I wasn't. But and then, of course, the minute we're all back together, we're all back laughing and joking and getting on with things and doing things. And then the list got longer and longer. Can we do this? Can we do that? And it's just like it's a privilege, and we absolutely love doing it. And um, you know, when you do get to speak to the players or, or Gareth or Dobbo, it's just so so lovely with us, and they're just you know really nice. I'm strimming and they're driving out and they're waving and tooting as they're driving out, and it's just they're just brilliant. I think that's what really, what's really nice about when they know your name or when they you yeah. know, as you say to take the time to, to, yeah. to kind of really appreciate what you're doing, and especially today to you have the, the chairman and the, and the manager yeah, here yeah, to, yeah. to really acknowledge that's the really work. Special, yeah, yeah. Because as I said, we weren't expecting it. We've all sort of like cuddled down there. What's going on? What's going on? What are they doing? <laughs> Uh, no, so I've stood up the training ground. So I've sat in the car, sort of like washing all the muck and mud and grass out of my hair and trying to get all the muck from around my neck because you do, you get so filthy. And I thought well, nobody can see anything else or hide it. So I'm glad I did actually. <laughs> and you must get that real sense of contribution, as I say, that you've really played a part in. You know, the, the players being able to come out onto this surface, or as you say, at the training ground as well. Yeah, and for the for the new changing rooms as well. Um, you know, when some of the boys, the boys have been in there a lot while we were doing it. So you know, you've got the likes of Gareth McCleary and Alex Samuel and Jason McCarthy and Joe Jacobs in and out all the time, Dominic Gate. And um, they come in and they saw each stage that we, we were doing it. And it was sort of like, and then Dominic Gates said in his interview about what we were doing, and um, you know, Jason McCarthy stood for ages chatting to me. We can't, you know, what you do is brilliant. You know, thank you so much. Matt Bloomfield's another one. Thank you so much for everything you do. And you get that, and you just think. I'm so so proud. Yeah, and as just a fan of the club, it must feel so nice to be so close to the players as yeah. well, and, and the other staff too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we are one big uh, group. I mean, I'm Gareth's sponsor as well, so um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to do that. And um, of course, I'm on the trust board as well, so I, I do that as well. So, uh, but on match days, unless I'm doing trust duties, I'm just Lisa fan. And uh, screaming shout at the referee like everybody else. <laughs> that must be nice to be at those different levels as well, yeah. to have, have a, a sort of a say, if you like, and a contribution yeah. to, in the, sort of practically as well. Yeah, um, that's what the trust board's about. I mean, we're still 25% owners. You know, we, we still sort of like can influence certain things. Um, and that, that's what we're aiming to do because we're, we're still part owners of the club. And um, that's what we're sort of like pushing for people to join us and, you know, come and be a part of it. So anyway, I plug for the trust there, but no, definitely. But no, it's um, the whole thing about this club is so different to any other club I would say in the country. And I've spoken to quite a lot of fans, and it is we are different, and uh, that's something special. And to be a part of that, especially during the last eighteen months, which has been tough for everybody. Some have got through easier than others. Some haven't, and but to know that we've got this to come back to that you've got football to come back to and it all starts again on Saturday with all those fans again and you know we can 
you know, go for the promotion again. And this time we can all party, we can all have that hangover the next morning and look forward to the Championship again next season. Because watch this space, it's going to happen. I was going to say, it must provide such a sense of optimism and especially the changes that we've seen at the club, even just in the time that Gareth's been here. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you just have this sort of like facing him. He's got this way of making you believe. I mean, he could say that wall was purple and you believe him, but he, he does have that way. And you see him training with the players and the way he is with them and still listening to it, hanging on to his everybody. He's a great coach. Um, I've, the thing I'm going to put on his plaque, because I've sponsored him his plaque, and um, there's a, a quote that suits him. And it says, a, a good manager can change a game, a great manager can change a life. And that's spot on with him. Fantastic. I remember a story not that long ago about where he was buying a lot of nets himself yeah, and installing yeah. them himself. And, and, and now, obviously, the club's in such a much better financial position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to be able to give us these training talks, which is, is really, really nice. So we've never we've never had anything like that before. I'm sure you'll wear that with a great sense of pride. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, you know, I'm not going to wear it painting, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't want that covered. And have you got sort of a prediction yourself for how, how you think that this season will go? Oh, 100% promoted. And not playoffs. And we've got straight back up. Because last time we were in League One, it was that we were right at the top for such a long period. I know, well. yeah. And we're, we're going to go straight back up this time. And then nobody can argue because um, everybody argued last time we didn't deserve to be there. Yes, we did. And uh, we are middle top end uh, towards the end of last season, middle top end championship club. The way that the results were going, the way we were playing, the new system, everything about us. If we can carry on that now, that the new signings that he's bringing in, um, I've no doubts whatsoever. Absolutely no doubts whatsoever. And can you see yourself um, volunteering for a long time to come? As long as I can do it, I will do it. Um, you know, even probably when I'm on my wheelchair or whatever, I'll still be painting lines or whatever. But yeah, as long as I can do it, I'll do it. And if anyone else wants to get involved, I'm sure you'd welcome others to come. Yeah, if they go onto the trust website, um, um, it's all, all details are on there, and then they can go onto a database and say what their skills are, what they can offer. And then um, the little group we've got in the week, um, if we need extra help, then we can call on them. And so yeah, there's always always plenty for people to do if they want to come along and. And help us, and not just on the maintenance side, office side, match day. So there's plenty of opportunities for volunteers to do all that. Great, Satch. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Uh, I just going to ask. Obviously, the clubs must have changed so much in this last what eight, nine years. You said you've been here. Yes. When I first came here, um, I, my first game was 2009, so I haven't been a supporter for very long. And um, Steve Hayes was still um, the owner then, and then of course um, we went up, came down, went up, came back down again, and then the trust took over, 2012, wasn't it? And then sacked Gary Waddock, and they bought Gareth in in that September. So um, the difference then to what Robert Missy and Gareth have put into place now is, you know, we I remember the rails. Over there, we had to paint with what paint we've got. Um, the dugouts, the old ones, I had um, some drain paint and some gloss, and I had to mix it together just so I could tar up the, the dugouts because they were rusty and filthy. We couldn't even afford the paint. And, you know, the likes of me and Alan and other volunteers, we've paid for strimmer bits or for paintbrushes, or, you know, we've supplied that just so that we can get these jobs done. Um, we don't have to do that anymore, thankfully, but um, no, we've made sure that we've supplied what we because we just didn't have the cash to do it Has that sort of been a bit of a whirlwind experience and that change or has it been gradual it, it's been gradual obviously because as Rob took over Covid kicked in yeah so it's sort of like but over the last sort of like certainly the last six or seven months since we've been back we can see all the, the difference that's going on around and the jobs that we've been asked to do because they want to improve that but if they get the volunteers to do that they're saving money for us doing that so they can put the money somewhere around so if you've got the contractors in, you, you, that's waste, not wasted money, but money that can be put to something else. So that's where I think we've been valued so much now, is that can you do that? Because we can save money there and put it in there. And that's that's the way it's been happening. And for us to be able to be a part of that, to, to have what we've got here now, you know, that's, that's just our legacy. This group of volunteers, that's our legacy. So whatever happens in the future, that's our legacy. And... That is quite something special, actually, when you think about it. Lisa Balker, who's a volunteer and on the trust uh, board as well, and uh, very good with the strimmer.
Yes, and thank you to 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 them for all that they do as well. Uh, you know, they they are very much appreciated as well, along along with with all of the the people who work uh, at Adams Park. You know, we know that we are a small club, and that actually the the volunteers do a huge amount to ensure that the club functions. Yes, two minutes to go till the poll closes. Vote now. Uh, your may, your vote may not count. We may still be charged afterwards. Um, what, you two won't. minutes on the poll. You won't. <laughs> You won't be charged at all, I don't think, unless you overuse your data or something. Anyway, um, also, another thing that's happened uh, in the last sort of, well, week or so, last Friday, was the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association Golf Day, which is something that has been able to go ahead uh, after the pandemic. It's the first time that um, the ex-players have got together uh, on one of their social occasions and uh, caught up with Ken Wilson, who is one of the ex-players and organised the golf event. And uh, by all accounts, it went rather well. We were hoping to have our regular sort of golf day where bigger numbers and going out, we're all mixing and, and, and shaking hands and all that sort of thing and a, and a big evening dinner and presentation. But when you got to think about it, we had to make it a lot safer. So it was a reduced golf day. We had social distancing. We're outside a lot. The weather was okay. We got soaked a couple of times. The weather was okay. And then we had a, a rolling dinner as people came in and a socially distanced presentation. But the main thing, it was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of meeting friends I haven't seen for a long time, and a lot of laughter. And it was good golf. It was good fun. It worked out okay. It wasn't the normal day, but it worked out well. Because I imagine normally when you stage such an event, A, it's, it's great to get everyone back together again, but, but this time especially, it must have been so good to, to see people, as you say, that you've not seen for such a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that was part of the enjoyment. Um, everybody accepted that uh, it was it was going to be a little bit different, uh, especially when you looked at the weather beforehand. I was hardly sleeping the night before, thinking I was putting some of the older guys out in thunder and lightning, but it didn't happen. It was uh, We got round, and uh, I think... Everyone was really pleased to to meet up with everyone else. Uh, unfortunately, John Taylor was poorly on the day and he couldn't make it. And he's a big part of the X Players Association. But um, Alan Hutchison was there and uh, uh, always supporting in a big way as he does. So tell us uh, some of the other the names that were in attendance that, that you're especially pleased to see and especially enjoyed the day. Yeah, sure. Um, we had about eighteen X Players. Um, Kim Casey was the defending champion and uh, he played alongside Glenn Creaser in the morning. Mike Brown, who's in his 80s, uh, Terry Glynn, Dylan Evans, Anton Burkaz, Paul Birdseye, Roger Fieldhouse, uh, Bob Donaldson, Martin Priestley, Keith Searle, Les Merrick, Keith Samuels. So it was a, it was a whole range uh, through the years. It's very difficult. We've had, we've had Gareth play in the past um, and also current players it's very difficult with the important pre-season times and the matches so they couldn't attend this year Gareth's been very supportive in the past as well but it was it was reduced but very good fun and obviously the actual golf is a key part of the day but we spoke to Kim not too long after he he won his title last time and he was saying you know he hasn't had such a laugh in such a long time and and the camaraderie must be such a key part of it as well oh I'm absolutely really pleased with Kim very good of him he comes down from the Midlands he had to leave fairly fairly sharpish for uh, his drive back, but it was a, a big effort. And we always have a tradition that the champion tees off first, so we got some good pictures of that. And Kim was uh, a great sport, really good. Great to see him. And I'm sure many of you have come from obviously different locations, not not all, all based still in Wickham. Yeah, not too far away. I mean, Paul Birdseye comes up from Portsmouth now. Um, and a few others have some just oh, Terry Glynn on the other side of London um, Anton's at Oxford uh, so a f- fair few distances um, but I think Kim was probably the furthest from uh, uh, he lives up I still think he lives up Kinnamister way and what was some of the feedback you got from some of the participants they must have been so so pleased to be able to attend yeah they were uh, they were I mean um, Stuart Thompson won the main prizes for the second time um, and Mike Knox, who was always uh, the sports reporter in, in my day in the 80s and 90s, he got his tees, always had a team, and they won the team prize. And it, it was just great fun. I think, I think if you're an athlete or been an athlete, you want to compete, and so there was a bit of fun in there. But, yeah, it was a lot of laughter um, and a very, very enjoyable day. Winter Hill to be applauded. We've kind of made that our home now for the golf day, and they always put on a, a great show for us, very cooperative, and it's, 
it's comfortable and relaxed. So, yeah, very good. And it must have really felt like a real kind of beginning again for the Ex Players Association's events. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's been strange. I think that was a part of the conversation with everybody that uh, hadn't been able to get out and compete like this. You, you could still play golf under certain restrictions uh, from most of the pandemic, uh, apart from the full lockdown. But it was just, yeah, good to get out and, um, and, and see people you hadn't seen for two years a lot of the time. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a success from that point of view. We'd have liked bigger numbers, so no, no doubt about that. But um, I think we did well, all things considered. I played with um, uh, Anton and Terry and Paul Birdseye, and there was always that immediate camaraderie when you get back together. And it was, it was great to see them. Oh, yes, we should have, should have asked about your, your, your round yourself. Uh, mediocre, <laughs> I think. I, wasn't, I, <laughs> I was, I was wor- worrying too much about everything going to plan. No, it, was, uh, it worked out. And again, I played with uh, Roger Fieldhouse and um, Rod Lavers, who used to be one of the groundsmen at uh, Lokes Park and the new ground. So people that I'd seen but never played with and spending four or five hours with them was great fun. And you know, hearing their stories as well. It's a, it, it, it's a great day. I just uh, I hope we can get back to full operation next year. And as you say, overall, you must have been so pleased to have to been able to put it on, and, and then it was a success. Yeah, as, as I said earlier, I was a bit spooked by the weather forecast the uh, uh, the, the previous night. Uh, I mean, local golf courses had called players off in the, the previous week with thunder and lightning, so I was concerned about that. Uh, but no, it was a Relief and enjoyment, I think that was uh, how I'd describe it. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're back up and running. The ex-players up and running, and uh, Alan and, and John have, have built a great organisation so we can get cracking aim at the dinner now, I guess. And fantastic that the fans and, obviously, ex-players get, get the opportunity to, to get down to Adams Park to see the, see the team in action again this season. Yeah, that's the, that was the, the, the part of the craziness in the conversation that, you know, in the in the championship season and the team and Gareth and Dobbo have done so well, hardly any of us got a chance to see them, which was a sort of disappointment spread across the, most of the players as well. We'd love to have seen them and support them, but hopefully we can get back there and, and do that a lot more this this coming season. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Final part of Season 2, Episode 1 of the Wickham Wanderer Show. Great to be back with you. Might have mentioned that already. Uh, Colin and Bob with you, uh, previewing Accrington Stanley on Saturday. Still to come, we'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth. But first, we might have mentioned that we were at the pre-season friendly on Wednesday. Drive time came from there from 4. We did a, a sort of Wickham Wanderer Show abridged between 7 and 7.30. And then after the game, we spoke at length between ourselves uh, whilst we waited for... <laughs> Gareth to come and chat to us, but also a new signing, Sam Vokes, who was revealed to the crowd, and you felt, it's just before kickoff, and you really felt quite a lift, because a lot of people, I don't think, actually knew it was going to happen, and uh, we were fortunate enough to speak to him uh, after the game as well, and uh, he was very pleased uh, to be uh, unveiled, if that's the right word as well. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I felt it. It was brilliant. It was great to be part of. Um, and I can't wait to get going now. Um, watching the boys tonight is a great performance, and uh, yeah, like I say, can't wait to get going. Because the manager was asked on the on the pitch after the game how excited he was to report you here, and he said just as, as excited as you are to be yeah. here, which which really shows you know both from the club's point of view, but also from from your you know yeah. wanting to be here as well. Oh no, of course, yeah, desperate to get going now. Um, first ever conversation with the gaffer a couple of weeks ago, and since had that conversation couldn't wait to get started um and it ended up dragging out a little bit but i'm so happy to be here now um can't wait for the start of the season now and, and, and looking forward to it and the crowd were brilliant here tonight and like i say the performance the boys put on showed showed our intent i think this year and, and what we're capable of that must be something that really impressed you the most the way the way they restricted leicester mm-hmm. uh, and the way that you know creating so many chances going forward and and defensively as well yeah of course and it's it's always hard to tell in pre-season games because you never know what you come up against or what you do but they put a strong team out tonight, Leicester, and I think we showed, like I said, our intent and, and what we are capable of going forward this year and, and what, what we want to achieve. And it must be really exciting for you as well to sort of take on the, the challenge of, mm. of some of the teams. You know, we mentioned in August there's seven yeah. games and, and they come thick and fast and, and the likes yeah. of Sunderland and, and Ipswich and, and obviously kicking off against that as well. Yeah, obviously, and it's... Uh, 
it's a strong league it's a great league and uh, starts next Saturday and, and the games do come thick and fast like you say and the challenges come up really quickly and uh I think coming into the squad I've been in for a couple of days now and the boys look ready um, and excited to go and I think that proved it tonight in front of our fans as well and, and hopefully they get to see the quality we've got and, and what we can do this year. That's especially exciting isn't it about pre-season is that you get you know the new signings coming and, and, and you think this is a real kind of beginning or something. Yeah of course and I feel that myself um, obviously some other lads that have joined as well but the, the experience the boys got last year in that, in that year in the championship um, obviously I saw them when we played a couple of times when I was at Stoke and you can see that belief and, and that true um, closeness they have as a squad and, and that really really reflects in the performances I think I was going to say what, what was it like playing against and, and, and uh, what were your yeah. kind of impressions well I played the game down here and, and uh, we still we, we managed to win uh, towards the end but I really felt that um, it was the only game last year where we actually had fans in the crowd so it felt like mm. a buzz around and uh, I think it was only a thousand that night but it felt like it could have been 25-30 that night it, it felt that, that buzzing people having back in the stand but it was um, now it's a close game and like I said it was, it was, it was a tough night and we felt that um, it's given us from the group I don't know it's, it's, it's a weird feeling to try, to try and explain but I feel that now coming in as well and, and excited to be part of that I was going to say it must be fantastic to, mm. to come into a group who are, who are really kind of growing but have had mm. that experience in the championship as well yeah. and you can bring your own um, tier, uh, experience yeah. on that level as well no of course um, I want to bring the experience I've got but also um, um, can't wait to get going as well so a bit of excitement as well I'm really looking forward to the challenge now coming in and uh, I think to be part of that group that that have done well over the last couple of years and, and they can only grow as a group or we can only grow as a group I should say from the experience they had in the championship last year and, and so narrowly missed out on staying up but um, hopefully we can take that into this year. Sam Ropes uh, speaking uh, to Colin Besley after the 1-0 win against uh, Leicester. Um, uh, coming up on a Saturday, of course, Wickham face Accrington Stanley at home. Colin has been speaking to manager Gareth Ainsworth, who is very excited about the return of the fans. It's going to be awesome, you know. Um, Wednesday was was brilliant. Um, almost overshadowed the result of we just beat the FA Cup holders, you know, and, and, and beat their you know they're strong teams so um, but the result wasn't important seeing all the fans back seeing all the different faces and you know different coloured Wickham tops throughout the years and, and the kids running around and I, I'm just all different cultures all different people uh, brilliant to see them all together supporting Wickham again and it was uh, and that's what it's about you know the stewards the staff the, the fans I said earlier today in an interview when I grew up playing football it was the games, the big games, the, the cup finals that you played in as a kid, which were at somebody's home ground where there was a stand, or or sometimes on a Sunday league when there's a crowd there. You know, that's what you play for. That's what you want to play in front of. So these boys playing back in front of fans again is all they want. It's all they ever wanted to do as kids. Believe me, because I was one of them. And uh, and to have them back will be super special. Can't wait for it on Saturday. Honestly, I can't wait. And uh, I hope to send them home happy. Um, whether that's performance or result but um, we aim to be competitive this year and that's what it's all about but great great to have them back and uh, can't wait to hear that roar when the boys run out It must have been a great feeling for you to come out through the tunnel on, on Wednesday night compared to you know, last season in the Championship Yeah yeah. Um, you know we had one or two games with minimal fans here last year and uh, and just to see the faces like I said here the roar it was 18 months of frustrations of watching the internet I think and watching uh, the football league highlight shows with no fans on and just brilliant um, can't wait to see them Saturday can't wait to hear the songs hear them appreciate their new players their new signings their old signings their old heroes and uh I guess, hey, fingers crossed we can send him home happy uh, Atkinson will have something to say about that but I intend to go for the win and uh, it's going to be the same for 46 times this year we want to we want to try and be up and amongst this uh, this promotion mix up at the end of the season and uh, you know there's no secret that Wickham have uh, had a bit more money than ever to spend and uh, we've learnt quite a lot from our championship escapades last year but uh, we're really looking forward to, to Saturday kicks the season off this game really means something and to have the fans back there would be super special do you think yeah, that the players will be at an advantage? If you like, from as you say, what they've what they've uh, taken from last season, playing at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't do what we did last year and finish the way we did without learning plenty about yourselves, about your opposition, about each other. And I think that intelligence-wise, we'll probably have gone up a few levels. Physical-wise, you know, you, you're very similar.
similar all the time you are who you are but I think intellect wise and, and seeing the game it's always it's the old adage isn't it of, uh, to get better you must you must compete at the, the, the tougher levels the higher levels you know that will improve you uh, and I think competing at the higher level at the tougher level has improved us and uh, some clubs obviously fall into the trap of uh, you know your Yeovils and your Stockport counties and people like that and going back down through the leagues and I think that's been bad infrastructure rather than players um, I've kept the majority of players with me I've lost obviously three big ones in uh, Adi, Fred and uh, and Uchi Josh Knight going back will hurt as well but Josh going so the Kai Kai Sam Volk's coming in I think the names are, are very are very welcome here you know and uh, and I believe that we're as strong as we have been and I don't think myself and Mr Kurig are done yet on the transfer window there's a month to go yet I want to try and get the squad as strong as possible but um, I'm very happy where we are right now going into Saturday's game with uh, yeah, a decent side you know one or two injuries but a decent side and uh, looking forward to seeing what we can do against Aki we spoke to you on Wednesday and, and say how you know having Sam sort of revealed to the fans really get over lift and, and you read you know the next morning so what a, a statement of intent this is from Wickham that, that must really please you yeah and, and he's already been tipped to be up there for the golden boot in League One which is phenomenal you know how how many times has that ever happened for a Wickham Wonder striker so especially in League One the league that this club's been trying to get into for 20 years you know but no really pleased um, looking forward to to seeing Sam out there like I said as, as well as the old hat as well Akin Fenwars and Bloomfields and Jacobsons of this world will welcome the uh, the Volks and the Kaikais with open arms and, and we are Wickham we're together and uh, like I say can't wait to Sunday. And a real sense of discovery throughout the season as well. Last season, for example, Anis really kind of broke through and, and did so well. Yeah, and what a player that boy's going to be. You know, it's a real pleasure to have him again. I'm sure we're going to see those twinkle toes on the pitch at, uh, at um, every opportunity. You know, he scored some fantastic, important goals for us last year, and in training, he's already firing well. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's too many to mention at the moment. Um, just really looking forward to getting uh, getting the first ball kicked and hearing the first cheers from that fantastic Wickham crowd. And how do you assess the, the preparations, how, how the pre-season preparations have gone so far? Yeah, like I say, we've had a couple of injuries. Um, contact, which you always get, every club gets, and that's why you have the squads the size you get. Um, but um, no, all in all, I think we're fit. I think we're... Uh, in good shape there's still three, go- three days left yet to, uh, to get some sharpness into him to get some more tactical nous and set pieces and all the things that are very important but um, you know the first month is always that little bit of a learning month as well about the pace of the game and you know maybe they've forgot how intense it can be um, it's my job to remember them and remind them and, and make sure they're up for this uh, from the first minute um, we've got five games in two weeks it's going to be a real a real busy schedule at the start you know with Exeter and Wigan on the Tuesdays and, and Cheltenham and I think it's Sunderland is it and on, on, on the Saturdays after after Accrington so you know real real tough schedule but um We've been here before, we've done well before, uh, and I intend to do well again. And the new signings are settled in well? Yeah, really well, really well. You, nobody nobody could ever not settle well at Wickham Wonders, honestly. The, all the hype and everyone that says everything about, yeah, there's no club like Wickham. Everyone says, yeah, there is. Everyone says that about their own clubs. Believe me, there is no club like Wickham. I've never seen it. <clears throat> there's, there's things that go on on the inside that I can't go into because, you know, the, the personal stuff with, with a lot of the players and that, but there is no club like Wickham there's no squad like this one it's uh, it's a real it's a real brilliant place to be honestly and uh, and to get through the door you've uh, you've got to be a special kind of person and uh, and to stay and, and, and achieve with this club it's uh, it's just awesome and uh, I couldn't have a better bunch of boys to coach and uh, like I say I always love my job and won't take one second for granted because obviously you've been here a long time but, and you've had many a, many a start to the season in your career but it still still feels quite exciting doesn't absolutely. it sort of kick off a new campaign yeah, absolutely I'm buzzing honestly you can't every morning get up and feel the luckiest man in the world and, and bounce into that training ground waiting to improve other people and uh, what a job what a job and uh, you know to inspire to improve and, and, and you know You've, you've got to you've got to enjoy that and I've enjoyed every minute I've got great backers great fans great players hopefully I can uh, I can I can have a great season time will tell and I'm sure you could insert any team but, but a tough start on Saturday and any team would be a tough start yeah, yeah they're always they're all going to be tough you know League One's been a very big spending league this year and, uh, and I think that any team we play is going to be a tough game there's some big spenders in Wigan and Ipswich but you know there's about seven ex-Premier League teams in the league now and, uh, and we're playing one of the teams that have, have 
again up, up, upset the form books regularly John Coleman and Accrington Stanley don't underestimate them we certainly won't do on Saturday and just a quick word on the volunteers because obviously they're, they're, it's, it's fantastic the, the improvements that they've been able to bring to yeah. both the ground and the training ground with all the investment we've had and with all the, all the hype and all the, the championship stuff that's surrounded the club we've still had one core group that's been here from day dot uh, and way before I, I was here and hopefully not too too soon in the future but I'm sure they'll be here after I go but um, the, the volunteers the working wanderers who bleed bleed quarters I think if you cut them open they're, they're here for the uh, they're here for the cause they're painting they're streaming grass they're hammering nails in cleaning benches what what they'll do is is endless for this club um, and they do it for nothing they do it for the love of the club and uh, we're having a little celebration today which is Tuesday before the Saturday just to say thank you to all those people because they have been phenomenal for this club over the years and uh, like I said thank you to all the volunteers thank you to all the fans um, and hopefully we'll be saying a big thank you at the end of the season saying what a great year it was um, but we're about to start it and a long way to go so um, hopefully we can put a smile on everyone's face thank you so much for your time all the best cheers, cheers. thank cheers. you yeah just what is that a target for this season or is it just oh, it'd be great to be in the shake-up at the end of the season no, that's, I think that's got to be a, that's got to be something that we have to say you know it would be great to be in there there's some huge spending teams you know um, you know, I think there's budgets that are eclipsing championship budgets in League One for the first time in a long time which seems to have been given a endless purse to get up and, and Wigan again and since we've found some cash uh, Portsmouth Sunderland always strong so it would be great to be in amongst that and to talk about Wigan Wonders being in amongst that group is, is brilliant so that's the target to stay with the pack uh, and you never know Great way to start uh, the season and uh, great to hear from uh, Gareth and to Rob and Missy Sam folks, Ken Wilson and Lu- uh, Lisa as well uh, Quick poll news uh, The poll news is social media says promotions and playoffs uh, so that's Ooh. what they've gone 76% of people saying that Colin we're going for actual positions actual positions yep. so I'm predicting third Bob uh, second second and I'm going to go fifth just to be different oh you've changed it you I've, said changed, it. I've changed it I'm feeling, a bit, I'm feeling more positive after listening to the show so in the, in automatic the, promotion it's yeah. the only way <laughs> oh yeah you don't want to be in the playoffs no, no, no so no, Gareth no. said in the shake up which I quite like the idea of being in the shake up <laughs> Who doesn't want to shake up? Uh, Back next week at the same time. Don't forget to check out the podcast as well. Thank you very much for listening. And look out for those dog leads. (laughs) 